I'm Carol Joy Side, and welcome to the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. You're listening to episode 32. This is a podcast to help you homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. Today, I am visiting with two friends who have quite um, a journey that they want to share with my listeners, and we're sharing it uh, because we feel like there are so many families in the same boat as they are, crying for wisdom, crying for help as they jump into the waters of potentially homeschooling their children. And um, we just thought that this story would be helpful for many, many families in, in the same position. So I have my friends Brian and Kayleen with me today, and we're going to be talking about their little girl, Vera. So welcome, Brian and Kayleen. Hello. How are you doing? Mm-hmm. So Brian is a contractor, and uh, Kayleen is a designer, and they're creative, intelligent, hardworking people. And uh, they had their firstborn little girl, Vera, and they came to a point in life where they said, oh no, what are we going to do about school? (laughs) So why don't you start, Kayleen? Yeah, so um, we decided for Vera to kind of choose, I guess, what I considered at the time a middle-of-the-road option. We didn't want to do public school, but homeschooling felt daunting Mm -hmm. and unfamiliar. You know, so many resources, where to begin, all of those sorts of things. So um, we found a school that was a homeschool, regular school hybrid, um, two days at school and then two days at home with me. And I thought, well, this is perfect. I can you know, go to the grocery store and the gym and whatever on those days. And um, then... And you had a little boy yes, at home too, yes, a baby. Yes, I have a... Well, they're six and three now, but this was a couple years ago. Yes. Um, so yes, baby. And so it kind of gave me a breathing little bit... Room. Yeah, breathing room. That's mm-hmm. a good way to put it. Um, so anyways, we started that in pre-K when she was four. And... Um, that year was, I guess she was definitely very, very timid, and it was a lot to walk into. Mm-hmm. I mean, eating lunch with big kids and going to chapel with big kids and, um, you know, just walking down busy hallways with kids anywhere from three to um, junior high age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. however 12 maybe mm-hmm. and um so yeah she was a little intimidated but um we just kind of made it through that year and thought okay next year will be better that was just a big learning curve for us all and then so we started kindergarten and I think it's important to note she was also like the youngest in her grade um so what age are we talking well she was four in pre-k mm-hmm. and then five in kindergarten and barely, barely yes five. she has a may birthday and mm-hmm. i think like the cutoff was like may 1st oh my so she barely <laughs> made the cutoff uh-huh um uh-huh. so anyway um may i ask sure. you so you've told me a little bit about dropping her off yeah. And um, I'm going to ask Brian to share a little bit about that. <laughs> we both participated in yeah, that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, the drop-offs were <clears throat> particularly traumatic for, for both adult <laughs> and child. 
Um, and in Vera's case, no parent wants to see their kid um, in fear. Okay. And traumatized, for sure. Um, and, and in Vera's case, she, she was just very clingy, lots of tears. And now, you could... define clingy. Give, give us more information. This was not just normal <laughs> clingy. Yeah. Well, we had to walk her into, into class every day and sometimes even take her to her seat and, and remove her hand off of our wrist and like walk away from her as she's crying and saying, don't leave me here. Yeah. And she wasn't just saying it like past the teacup. She, how <laughs> no. was she saying it? I mean, she was, I mean, she was very demanding. She was, I mean, just, just like you're, you're, you're leaving her somewhere. She just truly doesn't want to be. Yeah. And, um, it, it was it was very difficult, and that wasn't a one-off experience. The first day, you know, she struggled. It was a daily occurrence for almost a year and a half. That's and, important um, to explain that this isn't just a new adjustment, and she'll get over it in an hour. Right, right. No, it continued and persisted, and um, I mean, it, it was very difficult. And and it's on, honestly, as hard as it was for her, I think it was equally if not more challenging for Kayleen and I. Mm-hmm. I mean, we would sometimes battle over who had to take her to school yeah. so we didn't have to yeah. have yeah. to see the fear in her eye. <laughs> yes. So let's just ask the obvious question here. Why did you continue down this road? Well, I think just because school and going to school – I mean, we both came from a public school background. It's kind of like a rite of passage, something you just have to adapt to and get used to. And we thought, well, she's shyer than most, clearly. Um, Because, you know, you do see kids just run in and start playing with their buddies. And it seems to be going just fine for them. But hers was definitely an extreme case of not being okay. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I think it was just we thought we were giving her kind of like the best alternative. Like Mm -hmm. you only have to do this two days Mm -hmm. and then you get to be at home with me. So like it doesn't get much better than that unless Mm -hmm. I'm going to jump off into homeschooling, which I had some, uh, I guess for lack of a better word, selfish battles that I had to overcome to be okay with homeschooling. Yes. Yeah. Selfish battles, but also... I'm wondering about confidence levels, mm-hmm. you know, because I think there's a lot of don't try this at home, leave this to the experts mm-hmm. in the homeschool community, which really troubles me because the founder of the homeschool movement, Dr. Raymond Moore, used to say to us, like, basically, look in my eyes and repeat after me, you are the experts. Mm-hmm. You are the experts. Don't be intimidated or pushed around in your own kitchen by the so-called experts experts because no one loves your children more than you do and no one loves them uh you know they know them and love them you you know and love your children better than anyone and don't expect people to do for money he would say to us what you're not willing to do for love Mm -hmm. so you might have benefited from having dr moore but he's been with the lord for too many years now (laughs) and so we we've lost that um that connection so um, you continued to do this for another, so how, how long was Vera at this school? She did it, um, a year and a half. Okay. We, uh, so her kindergarten year, we made it to Christmas break, which we really should have called it off sooner, but you know, you're financially committed yes. and you've bought all this curriculum and yes. I just am kind of one of those people that 
well, for one, second guesses, but likes to see my commitments through, yeah. which is, yeah. yeah. Which is a good thing yeah. in many ways. <laughs> right. But if someone's dying, yeah. you know, there's a time to pull the plug. Mm-hmm. Which we did slowly just kind of stop. But there, you know, was a lot coming at us, you know, just so much, so much work. And it, every day at home that we were doing work, it was just... I mean, all these fears that she had on school day were being projected into anger towards me on home days. And it was brutal. Mm. Um, So lots of crying from her, lots of crying from me. Yeah, I even tear up just thinking about it. You're crying (laughs) right now. This was not not fun. No, no. So, um, yeah, we kind of scraped it through to Christmas break. And then we were all like, Oh my goodness, we made it and we're so happy that we're not going back. But I really, really had a hard time kind of walking into that school and saying, we're not going to keep doing this, which, you know, in hindsight, like, uh, it's kind of silly that I felt that way, but what do you think process there? (laughs) Yeah. Brian, what do you think was going on? Why, why was it so hard for you all to pull the plug? Do you think? Um, well, that's, <laughs> that's okay. It's hard for me. <laughs> Kayleen's more tender hearted than you are, which is as it should be. Right. She is yeah. for sure. Um, I mean, there, there are a bunch of different reasons, but yeah, I, I really wanted Kayleen to feel confident in not just the decision to leave, but in her ability to homeschool herself. Mm-hmm. And if I had just walked in there and yanked the plug out, I feel like that would have ripped the carpet out from under her feet a little bit. Yeah. And so it, it took her a little bit of time yes. and a, you processing. Know, a lot of processing and a lot of learning on her part mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. build that confidence that, Hey, I can do this. Yes. Yes. And, um, and once she was there, I, I didn't have to go and, and convince her this was the right choice. It was I, I kind of knew all along, but it was really the, the direction that I was leading or feeling. And I knew she was she was trending that direction. I didn't want to force her into it. Mm-hmm. And once we arrived there, more or less the same time, like it was it was a great weight lifted off of the whole family. Mm. Um, yeah. Now this model, and, and the reason we're telling this story is not just your story, but as I said, there are hundreds of families asking these questions, exploring these options. So this so-called university model or kind of a classical hybrid school where you, um, you know, they educate your children a few days a week and then you educate them a few days a week. And basically you're just, you're supervising someone else's homework assignments, Yes, which I consider to be the absolute (laughs) worst option academically you could ever have because when, as any parent will tell you, the most dreaded hours of the day are supervising the teacher's homework assignments. That's why one of the many reasons we homeschool Mm -hmm. is we're not under that obligation or bondage. But this is the worst of both worlds. So someone else is the primary influencer and teacher to your child. You've given up your authority. They're usurping your place, in my opinion. And then on top of it, they've, they've got you working for the master as well as your child. You're all under their regime. How did that, how did that make you feel? Well, oh, and by the way, you're paying big bucks to have these privileges. Right. I mean, initially it was kind of, it was nice, you know, cause I didn't have to go around researching, um, 
curriculums that would help my daughter read and learn how to do math and how to, you know, um, kind of have like the, the thread of your faith, you know, running all throughout. It's like a lot of this legwork seemed like it was done for me, mm-hmm. which was obviously a really big appeal to that. And, um, um, but eventually it did just turn into a checklist that became more and more painful for us to complete. And, um, you know, we were told that it would, it should only take, you know, X amount of time, um, to get through, but, you know, we would be struggling through things for hours on end and have to revisit them throughout the day. And it was, you know, kind of like, on days that we were doing schoolwork, just kind of locked down our life. Mm-hmm. And um, so I kind of lived for the days that she was at school because the previous day had been so hardcore mm-hmm. around the house. Mm-hmm. So it's fairly exhausting for all of us. Oh, it sounds just <laughs> awful. And you're paying money and driving about an hour each way for the privilege of all this joy. It sounds like a dream come true. Are you new to homeschooling and feeling overwhelmed? Do you need a shot of encouragement to help you focus on what matters most? I created a brand new resource for you. It's called Homeschool Simple and Safe. In this two-hour seminar, I'll give you the framework to understand my literature-based approach to education and the basic tools to get started whether your child is in kindergarten, 12th grade, or anywhere in between. In Homeschool Simple and Safe, I share an educational philosophy to build upon, practical tips for success, what homeschooling is not, and the nuts and bolts of a typical homeschool day. For only $45, you receive a downloadable video recording of the seminar and a four-page handout that lists recommended books and curriculum relevant to all ages and grade levels. Both of these resources are yours indefinitely. You always have access to them. Let's start this homeschooling journey together. To get access to Homeschool Simple and Safe, visit my online store or click the link below. Now back to the show. So when you um, got up your game, your game face and you walked into that office and you, you stood up to those rather maybe a little bit intimidating experts and you said, basically, I know what's best for my daughter. Mm -hmm. And you, you pulled her out. Um, What was Vera's response? And have you noticed any difference? Brian, why don't you, you start us? Have you noticed any difference? In the little darling? Um, <laughs> a little bit. Um, it was almost, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, we kind of, one of her Christmas presents was telling her that she doesn't have to go back to school. No more school. And I'm pretty sure, I, I remember we were sitting at the table actually having dinner, and Kayleen presented the question, Vera, would you like to go back to school next semester or stay home with mommy? And I think she kind of looked confused and was like stay home with mommy and is um, that a thing <laughs> and um yeah absolutely as as far as her, her changes in her since then i mean it it's it's almost incomprehensible <laughs> uncomprehensible yeah how different she is um i i just feel like she's truly being a kid Aww. if if nothing else um the rigors of 
just the curriculum that she was doing was kind of beating that out of her. Mm-hmm. And um, just she didn't have fun. Oh. And um, and now, like, I, I do truly believe and feel that she's, like, living her best childhood. Yes. And she's craving. She's yeah. craving learning now. Yeah. Whereas, you know, a year ago, she was craving the opposite. That's true. And yeah. that that has probably been the ultimate kind of, like, aha for Kayleen and I. is like, well, of course. We knew if we just we could get to this other side, we would see the benefit or we'd see the change in her. And like, Mm. now we're starting to see that. And it's, yeah. You know, Dr. William Sears, the pediatrician uses a term when children come to his office, he says, I, I can always tell if they're a feel right child. They just walk in the office like, here I am. Don't you love me? Isn't the world a wonderful place? Are we going to have fun together? And he can just tell a child who's been nurtured and um, attached and connected with and feels safe that they have that confidence. Um, I was at lunch today with a friend from church, and um, she and her husband are best friends with my son and daughter-in-law. And she said to me, I've never met a more confident kid than J.J., And it's like when a child is nurtured in their family instead of in that pecking order of the hen house, they're not used to being picked on and humiliated and critiqued and shamed. And and so they just build this really lovely, healthy, not arrogant, but a quiet confidence, which is their strength, it says in Isaiah. And a child who's been home with their parents and their siblings they really do begin to feel that level of quiet confidence and security. And I think that's what you're starting to really see blossoming in Vera. Mm-hmm. What happened when school was about to start this year? Um, well, we were planning to start after Labor Day, which was like a week ago or whatever, I think. Um, but we were approaching Labor Day and her eagerness was building <laughs> for this new school experience. And mostly for the art portion, whatever that looks like. <laughs> uh-huh. When are we going to do some art? I'm ready to like sit down and work on some art together, Mom. And so we just kind of randomly started one day out of her eagerness. And yeah, I mean, she's really been loving it. It's been just very um, playful and creative and a totally different approach to what we were doing last year. And she's having a great time. Mm. And this is just a side note, um, an observation about my youngest, who's three. Um, He's in there with us. And since it's more laid back Mm -hmm. and not like, I need need you to be out of the way while Mm. we accomplish this checklist. Um, He's participating in a lot, but also he's just moving about the room, building houses and playing trains and going upstairs and, you know, grabbing something and coming back. And so he's kind of in and out of it um, very naturally. So that's been kind of cool to see. Um, You know, it's not like a forced um, school time that it's hard to have other kids around for, which is kind of what the experience was previously. Yeah, really antagonistic to family life Mm -hmm. because school came before family. Right. And now family... The school is is a natural outgrowth of your family relationship. Mm -hmm. How have your relationships with Vera as parents changed? Um, 
Well, I think that Vera loves us more because she doesn't go to school. <laughs> so, uh, of course, I love that. Um, but, I mean, there was a daily grind with Vera on school days that, that was very tough on our relationship. Yeah. And to an extent where she held it against us for trying to educate her. Yeah. To the best of Which the knowledge we had available. Best. Right, right. Um, and so, so now, you know, the way we do school and being a contractor, she's, she's constantly asking me to teach her something about my trade, whether it be like cutting things or building things or how to use, you know, tools, tools yeah. most of which are way too dangerous for her. <laughs> um, does that stop her? No. <laughs> she's ready. Um, but I, our relationship has rep- improved in my opinion, dramatically. And I think she trusts us more. Wow. Um, not saying that makes, you know, the world go round now. It, it worked previously, but I do believe she's, she looks at us and believes that we have her best interest in mm, mind. That as, is as best as a six-year-old can. Right. That is profound. So, Kayleen, if you were talking to little Kayleen and Brian, <laughs> a few years younger than you are, coming up to shoot, what, what, what advice would you give them regarding their children? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of advice you could give them. Yeah. Well, obviously, uh, hindsight is very nice. Yeah. You're yeah. like, oh, I see it so clearly now. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I, I think really listening and observing your children and what they seem to be calling for mm-hmm. and um, being really sensitive to who they are and what they need is not necessarily what society and maybe a cultural norm would look like. Um, and I'm always a little hesitant to step off into something that doesn't feel mainstream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I wish I were a little braver. So maybe I would have been like, you can do this. Be braver. It's going to be fine. Um, so, yeah, I think just really once I started taking cues from her and really seeing kind of how the situation was affecting her, it wasn't really an option for us to keep going. I just, I just couldn't do it. You yeah. know, it was just kind of breaking my heart that our, you know, that she was going through a lot of fear and anxiety, and um, that our relationship needed healing mm-hmm. already at right. five years old. So, yeah. so what would you say to little Kayleen who's coming up to shoot? Then, basically, listen to, yeah, listen to essentially your gut, your instincts, and, you know, your children are unique. And, you know, whether they learn differently or they need something different um, socially. And that was, you know, Vera was very, very smart, even though she was younger. But socially, that was where we were really struggling. And um, so... And are you glad that you made the decision you made? So glad. It was one of probably the hardest decisions I've ever made. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, one of the best. One of the best. In hindsight, I'm so like, I would never, ever want to go back. And we're yeah. super pumped about homeschooling <laughs> across the board. Oh, so it's going to be a fun year. 
She's blooming like a rose. <laughs> so, Brian, would you uh, pray for the families out there that are praying for wisdom? You know, in the book of James, it says, if you need wisdom, ask. They're asking. Would you pray for sure. the Lord to speak to them? I'd love to. Lord, we just thank you that you are <clears throat> totally in control of our lives. And we just pray that for all the people out there that are seeking and asking and wondering if what they're doing is right, that you would just speak to them in a way that only you could, that would be clear and concise, um, that they are the ultimate teachers of their kids. And if there's any way possible in their lives that they would take on that task of educating their kids the way that we have and many, many others. And um, just the effects that we've seen from our own experience and other friends that we know um, is, is just something that we desire to share and see others experience. And um, not just for our own personal benefits, but we're truly seeing our kids thrive. And um, just the future generation is, is really dependent on children being brought up in the most godly way possible, um, getting the best education possible. And you know, we believe that this 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 method that we're using is is really in essence the way you designed it to be mm. and um we just thank you for all the people out there that are that are seeking and questioning and we just pray that you would um, just give them confidence and that you would just remind them that that you are in control and sovereign over everything and um just give them a confidence that they can step forward Amen. Whew. Amen. <laughs> wow. Well, thank you, Brian and Kayleen, and thank you to our listeners for joining me this week on the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. If you liked what you heard in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating and a review on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help too. Visit my website, caroljoyside.com to subscribe to our weekly email and receive exclusive discounts in my online store where seminars and interviews are available. Be sure to tune in next week for my next episode where I help you homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. Blessings!